When the sun rises, I wake up and chase my dreams. I won't regret when the sun sets, cause I live my life like I'm a beast. What up? You're listening to the Lifestyle Practice Podcast. What's up, everyone? Hope you're all having a great week. Welcome to the Lifestyle Practice Podcast. It is me, Dr. Derek Williams, with you here today. Thank you for joining us. For if it's your first time at the Lifestyle Practice, we specialize in helping other dentists to achieve financial freedom, to get to the point where your practice supports your desired lifestyle and not the other way around, which is too often what we see. Steve, Justin, and I have all created our ideal lifestyle and made it so that our practices support us in this. Feel free to reach out if you have questions or would like to know more about our online course, TLP Academy, or work individually with us one-on-one in coaching. You can reach us through our email, Derek, D-E-R-E-K, Justin or Steve at thelifestylepractice.com. Let's get into today's episode. I'm actually excited for this episode, uh, even though the title of it is real. I received a one-star review on Google. All of us really pretty heavily depend on Google reviews for a large part, depending on your area, but they tend to be a pretty critical component to being able to grow and attract new patients. For me, that is the number one response that I hear from patients every day when I ask them how I found us. How they found our practice and decided to come and see us is because of the reviews that they read or they'll say that they looked us up online. So this will be a good episode today because I've seen this question come up a ton on different dental networking groups as far as how to deal with negative reviews. So I'm going to share my personal experience in getting a one-star review, and I'll tell you what I did. First, let me share my thoughts as far as experiences with patients and them leaving reviews. I've been using a third-party software for several years now that sends a link to patients at the end of the day, if we've seen them, and asks them to leave a review. I'll share who I've used and post a link on our Facebook page for anyone that's interested. When I first started with them, they told me that they send a link to every patient and that they don't filter out bad reviews. This was a few years ago, but you might remember there were a few companies that uh, would filter out negative reviews and dentists that use their services actually lost a lot of their Google reviews, like they just disappeared. And so because of that, the company told me that they don't filter out reviews. And I I felt confident in our office, but I also knew that we once in a while have a patient that isn't thrilled with their visit, their bill, their outcome or whatever. So I was a little bit nervous about using this and just sending it out to everyone. There is actually a way we can go in and turn off whether a specific person or patient gets sent a link to the review if we don't think that they had a good experience, but we really haven't used it. And I've been surprised for, for the most part, people that don't have a great experience, for the most part, don't leave a review. In the last six years, I've received one one one-star review. 
And that's what this episode is about. But first, I want to clear the air a little bit. If you're getting a lot of negative reviews, you probably deserve them. Why do you think that we all look at reviews when we're looking at restaurants to go to or an Airbnb to stay at? It's because the worse the reviews are, the less likely we believe we are going to have a good experience. So you need to consider that the reviews that you get are often good and accurate feedback and uh, you should pay attention to it. You should be looking to give patients the best experience possible. But more on that later, let me share with you my experience of, of what happened. I had a patient that came in with a toothache. It was an already very busy day, and we actually put him in one of the hygiene rooms because that was the only way we could work him into the schedule. He had a couple teeth with bad issues that needed to be removed. I gave him my recommendation and a, a treatment plan, and uh, he said that he, uh, he didn't have a way to pay. We tried to work through a couple options, but it didn't work out, and uh, he left upset. And honestly, I, I didn't think much of it at the time. Then later, I saw the review. So I'll go ahead and read it to you. And uh, this is what he said. He said, I felt pressured and cornered into paying for a procedure that was not completely necessary. There was no empathy or attempt to console a patient who was obviously in pain. I understand this is a place of business, but I did not feel comfortable and certainly did not feel like quote unquote family. I went to Apex Dental in Nacogdoches and received much better treatment. I was not coerced into spending more money on a pointless procedure because as it turns out, the doctor at Lufkin Family Dental refused to do the work I asked for while trying to convince me of the procedure he wanted me to have. Will not be going back. Will not be referring friends or family. When I first read it and I saw the one star rating, I felt like probably anyone does when they get very negative feedback. I was trying to think of how he was wrong about what had happened and he didn't really understand the situation. He was upset about his problem and he was taking it out on me. My initial reaction was to, to fight it. I don't remember for sure, but I may have sent something to Google about how unfair it was or whatever, just to see if by chance they would take it down. And then I realized that I had to take responsibility for what happened. This was a legitimate experience from someone that visited my office that interacted with me and my team. I had to take a step back and think about why he felt the way that he did and what I could have done differently to produce a better outcome. So I decided to call this patient and ask if he would be willing to talk to me and tell me his experience. I was pretty nervous about it. You know, I thought he'll probably just yell at me and then hang up on me. I was a little worried because of this interaction in the review. It was something that kind of stayed on my mind. And if I couldn't fall asleep at night, it would roll around in my head. And I kind of thought, oh, maybe gosh, if he gets mad and the phone call is even worse, then maybe it'll make it even worse for me and I won't be able to get it out of my head. I was truly hoping that he would hear my side of things and understand the situation a little bit better and possibly change his review. But I knew that I would have to approach it by just listening to him and trying to understand his point of view even better as well. So I decided to call. The phone starts ringing. I can feel my heartbeat racing a little bit. He picks up and he sounds really tired. I tell him who I am and that, you know, I want to hear his side of things and see how we could do a better job in the future. I asked him if it was a good time and he said that he had been sleeping 
I'm not sure if he worked nights or something because it was the middle of the day. But anyway, I asked him when a better time would be and said I would call him back in a couple hours. In my head, I was thinking, oh, I probably caught him off guard and he's probably not even going to answer when I called back. But he did. I called back. He answered and he sounded he sounded pretty calm. And I explained to him that I read his review and I wanted the chance to to talk and work things out with him. He explained to me the reasons why he was upset. He shared that he didn't agree with my treatment plan. I told him that I understood. I, I said, you know, that makes sense from your perspective. And then I told him why I created the treatment plan the way that I did and why it made sense. And when I did that, he told me that he understood and that he could understand why. And he said, even when he went to the other dentist, that the other dentist preferred to approach it the way that I originally recommended. When he said this, I knew, and I felt a little bit of hope. I knew that I was dealing with a somewhat rational person. If two sides of an issue can both acknowledge the other party's view, in my opinion, that's a good indication that you can at least have a peaceful resolution, even if you disagree. If he would have disagreed and been pretty adamant on his situation and stayed upset, I probably would have just turned to simply listening, hearing him out, letting him say his piece, and then sharing that we would really try and learn from his experience. I probably wouldn't even have said anything more as far as my side of the story, just to let him feel like he was heard. My ultimate goal in talking with him was to personally be able to make peace with the situation and move on. I hoped that he would change his review, but honestly, what's more important to me is is for me to just feel at peace about things and to be able to to move on, to not have to harbor ill feelings. And in my opinion when I when I go into the conversation approaching it that way, it changes the way that I interact with him. And I'm hoping that that comes across, that it seems more genuine rather than I'm just calling and saying, hey, I saw you left me a one-star review. What do you think I can do to change that? I'm trying to, to hear him out. So anyway, we talked more. He shared that he didn't like that we didn't have enough options for financing. I told him that I understood his feelings. And then I explained my side of it again. And again, he said that he understood. But he said that his final complaint was that it felt like to him that I didn't have enough sympathy for him, a patient in pain. And that I didn't have an explanation for. I didn't have a reason that I could explain it for him. He was right. It was in a very big hurry. I felt stretched to even fit him in that day. And I gave him options and we basically hit a bunch of roadblocks. And I basically told him that I didn't have any other options for him, which I think we're all going to have to draw our lines in the sand as far as, you know, what we're willing to do for patients and what we expect of them. But I realized that he was right. And it helped me to really reflect and to think about what I could have done differently and what we could have done differently as an office. But for me, it was a really big realization. I realized that I can draw my line as far as what I'm willing to do, but at the same time, I can show sympathy and care for patients. Some of you may remember that my favorite book is The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. And this scenario is a perfect example of this. When I face an opposition like this, the initial reaction is almost always pain and conflict and feeling uncomfortable. But if I can remember or even 
try and remind myself in the moment that anytime that there's opposition and challenge, that if I look for it, I can find a good outcome. And I did. And truly, it has changed the way that I treat patients as a dentist. There are times when I get to the point and I'm not willing to go any further, but this experience helped me realize that no matter what my line is, I can always try and show more sympathy and be more caring in that regard. And so I truly have been appreciative for this experience. After preparing this episode, I actually reached out to this patient again. It's been almost a year since this interaction. We ended the phone call and I basically just told him that I appreciated him hearing me out and I appreciated him being able to share his side and that we would really try and and improve with what we could do. And ultimately, it was a good outcome. He never changed his review, which was okay. But after preparing this episode, I actually reached out to him again. I sent him a text and basically said, hey, it's been almost a year since you know you came into our office. And I just wanted to let you know that your feedback and your experience really caused me to reflect. And I have made a lot of effort to show more sympathy with patients. And I told him, I said, uh, that I often think of my experience with you when I see patients now, and it really has made me a better dentist. And that was all genuine and, and true. And then I just told him, I said, I'd love to have a second chance with you if you'd like to come in to our office again. I'd be willing to offer a, a free cleaning and exam for you if, you if you'd be willing to. And if not, that's totally fine too. He responded and he told me, he said, he said that he was, he said, I was really surprised to hear from you. He said, I appreciate your professionalism and I'm busy right now, but I'll contact your office sometime in the next month or so and set something up. So hopefully we can see him again and help him have a better experience. But it's been a a meaningful experience for me. But it doesn't always work out this way. So let me kind of talk through some other possible situations. Like I said, I kind of talked about when I realized that this guy was being pretty reasonable. If the person is unreasonable, then I really don't think that there's a lot that you can do about it. The best thing that you can do is listen, try and hear their side and tell them that you're going to talk about it as a team and make improvements for the future so that that same issue doesn't occur again. And the, you know, the best thing that you can do is just continue to try and get as many good reviews as possible. The fewer experiences that you have that are very negative, the less people are going to care. And we've all experienced that where we look up reviews and there's hundreds or thousand or more of reviews. And sometimes we'll look at the worst reviews and we'd kind of just even just glance at them if there's not very many and kind of don't even consider them to be really credible because there's so many good reviews. So just keep that in mind. Try and move past it, learn what you can from it, and just try and be the best that you can and help people have good experiences. Another common question is whether or not to respond publicly to the reviews online. In general, I think there's some research that shows that the more interactive you are online, the better you'll rank as far as SEO. So in general, responding to reviews is a good thing. Responding to negative reviews, you can kind of decide individually with each one whether or not you think that you should respond publicly. But if you do, keep the following things in mind. First, do not argue. It is very tempting to share your side of the story, but don't. 
because all that is going to come across to the readers is that this dental office is combative. All they're going to do is is read it and think, okay, they're just arguing and it's not compelling showing that you know you can be caring or admit anything. It was wrong about the situation. What you can do is you can always apologize and show appreciation for feedback. You can completely say sorry without admitting guilt. You can simply say, we are so sorry that your experience turned out to be less than ideal. And when you're saying this, you're not admitting that you did anything wrong, but you're showing that you're sorry that the patient had the perspective and the experience that they did. And saying that you appreciate the feedback will show readers that you care about each patient and that you do care about feedback. You can tell them that you will discuss as an office how you can improve and make it so that those issues don't occur again in the future. Readers like to see that you're open to trying to continue to improve and make your business a better place. And the last thing that you can do is keep it short. Don't go on and on. Keep it short. I mean, that's the last thing you want is potential patients to be reading and getting into this big drama. And they're going to come away reading, just feeling kind of conflict and question, not knowing which side to agree with. So keep it short. And then the last thing, you can also tell them to contact your office. But those are kind of the best tips as far as actually responding publicly to reviews. So in general, don't let it get you down. Keep pushing and strive to have the best experiences possible with your patients. Be the best that you can. And remember that the whole reason we're doing this is because it makes a big difference in a lot of other areas. The better the reviews are, the better expectations people are going to have coming in. I don't know if any of you have ever gone to a restaurant or someplace and you go there not really reading the reviews. And then while you're there, you look it up and you're trying to look at things on the reviews like, oh, what should I order or stuff like that? And you start to see some negative reviews and it ruins your experience. Then you start out the experience almost expecting bad things to happen versus if you're reading all positive things, you're going to be expecting good things to happen. You're going to be looking for those good things. So just by having good experiences in your Google reviews, you're more likely to have even better reviews or better experiences by your existing and future patients. And then the other big thing is that any marketing efforts that you make, any money that you spend on marketing, all of that is going to have a higher ROI. You're going to have higher conversion rates on all of those efforts if you have good reviews. So even if you're in a position right now where you don't necessarily want to spend money on marketing, I would argue that you should be doing whatever you can to get good reviews in your office because it's going to pay off in the future when you do need them. So keep pushing, guys. Great to be with you today. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week and keep crushing it. I'll talk to you guys later. Without a net, never break a sweat Cause I live my life like it's all I got